right, hey. Hey. Whole nine yards. Back. We're here for another episode. Yes. Uh, thanks to everybody who wrote in. We'll start getting to some of those soon. We're just getting our stuff acclimated. <laughs> so, um, hey. Hey. Today, we'll be covering alcohol Alcohol. Yeah. So, um, you want to start or you want me to start? You go ahead and end uh, with what you have first. I want right. to go second this morning. All right. Well, I, I have uh, booze. All right. Booze. Booze is a little bit simple. It seems like a simple history on booze, but it also has some cloudy oddness to it. So let's talk about that. Cool. Booze. So a lot of people seem to think that, see, there was this guy, E.L. Booze, B-O-O-Z. <laughs> okay. Like an actual E.L. Fudge guy, E.L. Booze. Huh? E.L. Booze. <laughs> he's a real guy in the 19th century. And nice. He was an alcohol distributor. Well, done. Right? It's like Bookman. Right. But the librarian. What are the odds? But this guy, E.L. Booze, All right. is not the answer because... Well, that's, I don't accept that. It's just, it's just a fact. <laughs> okay. References of alcohol meaning booze way predate him. Ah, predate E.L. Booze. Yeah. Huh. So it's... Uh, <laughs> He's out. Okay, Although it was, he probably got a lot of uh, badgering in his day. <laughs> so, it actually dates back to 14th century England. All right. Spelled B O U S E, but that is pronounced pretty much booze. Booze. Huh. All right. But that word may uh, people think. Although I failed to get a great connection. Here, but it might be an old high German or Dutch word, B U S E N, busen. Busen. But that really kind of means breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. If that came... Maybe somebody can uh, enlighten us on that. Right? Booze. But anyway, yeah. the English version, B O U S E, booze, mm-hmm. meant alcohol. So it's a pretty straight path yeah. uh, to 17th century being yeah, England, turning it into B-O-O-Z-E, booze. That's just where it, it seems to have come from. Not huh. any great mysteries. No, just a straight, this is what the word is. It, it, with a little bit of spelling uh, evolution, but not much um, pronunciation change at all. Do you think, just pure speculation, I'm not sure if you found this, that uh, E.L. Booze, his family were manufacturers and they got the name from the actual alcohol trade. Like we have the Smiths and the farmers and the, you know. Gee, that's a hell of a thing. Like, right? Like Joe Miller. What do you think? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that may take, um, uh, let's get back to the E.L. Booze, yeah. In the future. Sounds like it. All right. E-L- Please make a note of it. Huh. I, I, yeah, nice. All right, what do you have in alcohol? Hooch is Hooch. the word. Hooch. Uh, which by definition, which I looked up as I do, is an alcoholic liquor, especially illicit or inferior whiskey. Inferior? Inferior whiskey. I could kind of see that. Hooch is, hooch is kind of a um, a slangy uh, feeling word. Right. I mean, it comes in the... the this is fascinating. I, I did not know this. This is a, is a well-researched area of interest, which well, was, was cool. Hooch. Hooch. The term hooch comes literally from the Hoochanoo Indians of Alaska. Mm. 
specifically a small uh, Pacific Northwestern tribe of Hoochinoo called the Hutsnuwu, hopefully, is how you pronounce it. All right. Um, it's a liquor that became synonymous with them that they distilled from molasses. Liquor from molasses? Yeah. It doesn't sound... What's that tribe again? The Well, the, the overall t- uh, tribe... Was the Hoochinoo, and Hoochinoo. this was and this was a small subset of them uh, called the Hutsnuwu. All right. In the Pacific Northwest. Got it. Yeah, so they're in uh, Alaska, actually, which is still considered Pacific Northwest, I think. I'll accept that answer. All right, thanks. Um, and they began kind of uh, brewing this drink for the influx of gold miners. And that's how it takes off because gold miners are going in the Klondike Gold Rush in the 1890s, 97-ish. And they meet these Indians up there and there's a, a, you know, a shortage of whiskey, as you would find in Alaska in yeah. 1897. Sure, you got ice. So this is the drink that these miners uh, got from the Indians. They, they bought it and yeah. It seems even funny for that, like slow as molasses, right? Molasses... And then you make it cold in Alaska, Alaskan molasses. And then right. how do you get it flowing and, and turned uh, into... You know, that's the thing. There Ouch. Before, I mean, this was 1897, whenever it caught on to the populace of the, the, the Klondike gold, gold miners. Uh, but before that, they feel that it dates back to about the 1860s, whenever, uh, I guess, American soldiers were stationed out there to explore the new territory that we just purchased you know all right so soldiers are out there in these stations and there and it's assumed it, it's hard to say i don't know one way or the other there's 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 tales that say that the, the soldiers taught the indians how to make the how to distill alcohol and then there's just tales of the indians had this already and they showed it to the, the soldiers back then yeah I, i'm betting on the indians i also it seems like because I don't know. Would we know to distill from molasses? I don't. I don't know. There is a uh, a recipe that we get kind of in a in a correspondence from 1877. The soon to be governor John G. Brackey. All right. All right. He's in a letter to a Treasury administrator. He lists the recipe as uh, for a molasses rum or hootzenu is what they called it. I like Hoochinoo. Uh, yeah, it's a cool name. It's it's close to the, the tribe name, Hoochinoo, um, but made by the whites and Indians in Alaska. So perhaps they teamed up. I don't know. In an empty five-gallon oil can, uh, one gallon of molasses, five pounds of flour, one half box of yeast powder, add sufficient water to make a thin batter, and then you place that mixture alongside a fire. Alongside a fire? To heat it. And then I, it went on to kind of say that they, they think that they ended up actually sculpting um, kind of the distilling coil out of um, kelp, like hollow straws of kelp almost. Wow. Yeah. It was interesting. Like, wow, they really... So, I mean, there were, there were thoughts. Again, there's nothing like kind of concrete, but there there's actually a lot of uh, research into this. Um, so, I mean, it really did kind of catch on to our language in the, in the 97, 1897 gold rush in Alaska. And then it eventually became associated with like any low quality, cheap liquor, you know, by the same thing. You're, you're getting this molasses brew. You're just kind of, that's what it is. Um, 
That's then, what I was going to bring up. Yeah. The, it seems to me if they had these pure ingredients and they took some care, yeah. this wouldn't be a low-quality alcohol. It would be, you know, I don't know if it would be likenable to, what would it taste like? Like Zambuca or I don't, Black Zambuca? I mean... Jägermeister? They're, it sounds like, again, in the stuff that I found, they're distilling it through, you know, what you find around. Not that they're not using tools and things like that, um, but, you know, versus metal coil versus uh, some kelp, maybe, or a seaweed straw, you know? No, I got It tastes you. a little different. I don't know. Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right. But yeah. I'd like to go back and have some of that. It was interesting. Uh, there's a lot of research on this. Hooch from the Hoochanoo Indians of Alaska. All right, booze and hooch. Uh, let's take a break and get some ads. They're great and interesting ads, and we'll be right back. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. Welcome back, I think. Your dreams were your ticket out. A couple more um, alcohol ones. Yeah, um, Three Sheets to the Wind is what I, I have over here, too. I like I mean. that one. We still say that. I say that. Kind of say it. Different permutations. Yeah. What do you got on this? It means drunk. Yeah. As you might imagine. In yes. Our, in our parlance. Um, it always feels like there might be a fourth sheet. Well, that's to... the thing. We're going to get there. Okay, sorry. Don't. Come on. I just I mean, tell I you don't... how I feel see it when I see. use it. Sure, I get you. Yeah. Um. So Treasure Island, Robert Louis Stevenson, 1883. Long John Silver, the pirate. He's, okay. he's a pirate. You gotcha. know, he kind of Robert Louis Stevenson would, you know, he he basically created the the pirate that we know of today. The Long John Silver character is every pirate. Arg. You know, Arg. Yeah. He says in his in the book, uh, maybe you think we're all a sheet in the wind's eye, but I'll tell you I was sober. Uh that was eighteen eighty three. Uh but this phrase has been around for a long, long time. 
1821, uh, 1813, and they believe even even much longer before that. And it's uh, it's a term that directly, you know, it it comes from sailing, as you might. I I did assume that three sheets to the wind, wind a sheet, a sail a sheet. No, I get you. Yeah. But where did it come over? Where did it cross over to meaning drunken? Well, that's what we're gonna get to. That's what we're doing. That's the story. Okay. Um, the sailing, the sheets in my mind meant sails, but that's not true. Sheets are ropes which connect the corners of sails to hold them in place. So if three sheets are flapping loosely, you are out of control. You've done it. You wow. have solved the rest of the riddle. Ha. Look at that. Uh, yeah, essentially, uh, when you have three sheets that are loose, the, f- the sails are flapping, and the boat is wandering around. Yes. Like As a your human vessel might Like wander. a drunken sailor might, as, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow, I really enjoy that. Yeah, the uh, earliest print note I have, it says 1821, um, but two sheets to the wind appear uh, as was heard of 1813 so they have different sheets meaning different things these sailors yeah and just like um, that term that you had for another one it gets magnified phrase amplification phrase phrasification i like yeah Yeah. the the two sheets was like he's okay don't let him drive right but he can hang out with us we'll go to some bars and he's having a great time right he's not going to embarrass no. us three sheets is the drunk and then four sheets I'd imagine is you're blacked out I never hear four sheets but I can't confirm that no or deny it so yeah uh, it comes from the sailors that's fantastic it is it's, it's a direct application of uh, hey that boat without its sheets attached is moving like a drunken sailor might what shall we do Bam. with it all right I like it. So I have Martini. Ah. And Martini uh, left me a little bit um, dangling. Yeah. A, a bit because there are several solutions to the riddle. Okay. And some people are adamant about their given solution. And, and we have <laughs> answers from the East Coast of United States, oh. West Coast of United States, and England. Is this like a. Who invented the thing kind of thing? Or what do you... Well, so... Who invented the thing kind of thing? We have a story that involves a miner on his way to a town in California called Martinez. In his mind, he's going to California. Yes, and he gets there, supposedly. But Martinez, California, he stops, and he needs something to... Give him some pep. Okay. And somebody makes this for him in Martinez, California. Mm-hmm. A, a version of the story is in a, a book called Straight Up by Lowell Ed, Edmonds, uh, 1998. I have it in the other room if you want to look at it. Yeah, all right, straight up. Straight up. But that's just the beginning of the story. There's enough people who thought that Martini and Rossi, the company... <laughs> That makes vermouth. Mm-hmm. That is an ingredient. Yeah, in, in a, a martini. martini. Sure, some people would use it. Some people. I might not. No, right? I think it came from that. But there are no uh, 
recipes that specify it by name. There's an 1888 bartender's manual mm-hmm. that has a recipe for, for a martini, and it does not mention martini and Rossi. So that's, you know, does that dispute it? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's also claimed by an inventor who invented a rifle used by the British Army, Army in the 1800s called a martini. And that was his name. Yeah. Did he enjoy drinking mixed drinks, perhaps? This we don't know. Hmm, yes. But there are many that favor that answer. And then somehow still, New York City's Knickerbocker Hotel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. claims to have invented the martini in 1906. And it boasts a recipe called the Aster 400, I guess for Aster Place there, Knickerbocker Martini Recipe Drink. And they have a martini suite in the Knickerbocker Hotel. Mm. And they uh, stay steadfast that the martini was invented there. Well, you'd have to. So these are the unsatisfying, hmm. inconclusive answers for martini. Huh. Yeah. Uh. So that's what I got. Hmm. So booze, hooch. Booze. Martini. Martini. And, and three Rossi. sheets to the wind. Yes. Thanks for joining us. The martini got me all. I was like, oh, that's, huh. Yeah, we got no Sorry, answer. Sorry, everybody. No. But you could still enjoy it. Yeah, no, fun. I mean, definitely. You know? Uh, that's, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Whole nine yards. And, um, you can email us and please do. Mm-hmm. Many have, many still will. That's, uh, hey, you at whole, the number nine yards.org. Hey, you at whole nine yards.org. And we will get that stuff. Send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions, or relative criticisms. And we will sort through those. Mm-hmm. And uh, prizes might even be given away, but I doubt it. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. And see you next week. I'm Jay. I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. See you next week. Later. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's hey you at whole number nine yards.org. Whole nine yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.